This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, it's been a while since our last episode, and I think it's fair to say a lot has changed in that time. I can't quite believe we are even entertaining this thought of a late playoff push, but here we are, as is customary, before we get into any content, Jack, how are we keeping well, I am even better after the last couple of results, my good friend. How are you? All is good, mate. All is good. Last night, like I said in the group chat, I was bouncing around my room. I was singing. I was I was off planet Earth. I was on a different universe, a different dimension. Wow. Well, that's what we love, love to hear. And I'm sure the listeners do too. I'm sure the listeners... Well, I'm pretty sure actually they know they weren't doing what you were doing because we're not all as uh, tapped as that. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, swiftly moving on. We've got plenty to cover in the latest episode of your favourite Hartlepool United podcast. We've got the new signings that have come in since our latest episode. We've got a few players that have gone out the door. We're going to talk about the back line and the improvement that we've seen there. Maybe even the improvement of goalkeeper Joel Dixon. We're going to touch on the Woking, Boreham Wood and Altrincham results. Discuss your man of the match from the Altrincham game. Of course, as you alluded to, Davo, will Kevin Phillips' playoff pushing polies make the playoffs? We've got Mark Carroll on. A very special guest, even though we seem to have him on quite often. He doesn't get any less special. And then we'll have the final thought ahead of this weekend's trip to Solihull Moors. A trip that we will both be making. But Davo, let's start with the latest signings. I'm just going to read the articles that we have got on the club website. So first and foremost, Brennan Dickinson joined Pulls on loan until the end of the season from Oldham Athletic. The versatile winger has played more than 200 times in the Football League with over 11 seasons of experience. A former Southampton and Brighton youngster, Dickinson spent two years at League One side Gillingham before winning the 2017 Player of the Year award for Colchester United. The left footer then went on to play for MK Dons, Exeter City and Carlisle United during his experienced career before putting pen to paper at Oldham in the summer. Dickinson will wear the number 38 shirt at the Soup Direct Stadium and, of course, he was eligible to make his debut 
in the fixture, which Pools did win away to Bromley. So upon joining Pools, Dickinson stated, I'm very pleased to be here and hopefully I can hit the ground running. I've played at the Suit Direct a few times over the years and the fans are always great here. I'm looking forward to being out there and getting started. Head coach Kelvin Phillips added, I'm delighted that Brennan has decided to join us. He's a wide player with a fantastic left foot. He's got great attributes. He's got physicality and can be quite direct, but he's also very sharp and can take a player on. It will create competition in the squad and it's an opportunity for him to show what he is about. Now, Devon, I'm going to get your thoughts on what you've seen of him so far. Um, I know it hasn't been an awful lot of minutes, but... What has your initial thoughts been coming away from seeing Dickinson? I mean, obviously, I don't want to be too critical because, like you've alluded to, and it is very right, the minutes we've seen of him have been very limited. Obviously, he started the last two games. I think he's clearly a player who possesses ability, possesses talent. You know, he's clearly got a hell of a left foot, got a hell of a lot of power behind that. I think, as far as I see us, We've seen glimpses. There's a lot more to him, and hopefully in the coming weeks, we get to see more of him. And then, of course, we had Che Cooper, who joined on loan from Colchester United. The 22-year-old holds a good pedigree, having spent four years with Spurs as a youngster. Upon departing the Premier League outfit, Cooper joined Colchester, where he's played 10 times in League Two this campaign and scored twice. He spent the second half of last season on loan at St Albans City in National League South, registering six goals in 22 appearances. Cooper will wear the number 41 shirt at the Suit Direct Stadium and could be involved at the weekend for Kevin Phillips' side. Obviously, this came out ahead of the game. Um, so upon joining Pools, Cooper stated, I'm excited to be joining the club. It's a good opportunity for me to get some games under my belt at a good standard and progress. I'm feeling fit and eager to show what I'm about. I can't wait to get started. Kevin Phillips added, we're glad to bring Chain to the group. He's an exciting young talent who can be a threat going forward and hopefully make an instant impact to us. We felt it was important to bring someone in with attacking quality after our recent injuries. Joshua Moretta and Otis Khan are out for the next few weeks. And unfortunately, Anthony Mancini and Courtney Doofus have suffered slight setbacks within the last day. Che is ready to be involved and we look forward to working with him. Again, Davo, I don't really think it's that fair to be commenting um, on the situation with him because we haven't seen enough of the individual. There has been some outgoings. So Chris Ray has joined, rejoined Tamworth, I should say, on loan until the end of the season. The forward who has made 12 appearances for Pulse since arriving in the summer returns to Tamworth after spending December on loan there. Ray scored two goals in six appearances during his initial loan spell with the Lambs. They currently sit top of the National League. North table, Matty Dolan. Now, this is something I do want to ask your thoughts about, Davo. It can confirm Matty Dolan has left the club via mutual consent following the termination of his contract. During his three spells at the Suit Direct Stadium, Dolan accumulated 42 appearances for polls, including six games this season. We thank Matty for his efforts during his time with the club and wish him the best of luck in his future. Now, Davo... Matty is an individual who we've had the pleasure of speaking to on numerous occasions before a match day. and um, We've seen him in the car park. I've, I know you've seen him around town a few times. Fantastic guy, first and foremost. Someone who knows exactly what it means to play for Hartlepool United. He loves the club. He's from the town. Now, I tweeted on my personal account, I'm a sad that 
it's come to an end and that he's left the club. Yes, 100%. I really am. I think I would like to have seen a bit more of him. I think he perhaps hasn't been treated, in my own personal opinion, um, the best. I don't think he's been you know, utilised as much as he could have been. But do I think it was the right move to move him on? Again, sadly, yes, is my you know, my thought process behind that. I don't know what you were thinking when you seen that Matty has left the club. Davo, no doubt you probably agree with myself, having had a few conversations about it amongst the lads and including you on that. Yeah, I completely agree. It was sad in one sense, but I also looked at it and thought, for one reason or the other, you know, it hasn't worked out for Matty under Phillips, evidently, and then under Askey as well. I just looked at it and thought, well, it's an opportunity now for the club to utilise Matty's wages to bring someone else in who can hopefully play a part under Kevin Phillips and hopefully play a part for this club moving forward this season and hopefully long-term as well. And obviously, Matty going to Spenny Moe, no doubt he'll be a good player for Spike there at that level. No, I agree with you entirely there. And the final one of the departures I want to touch on is Elon Prouty, who's rejoined Farnborough on loan until the end of the season. Defender made 12 appearances for Farnborough between October and January, returns to National League Southside ahead of their fixture at home to Torquay. That obviously came out on the 20th of February, which was yesterday. Any thoughts on that? Edom going back out on loan for me, it made complete sense. I don't see him getting into our bat line personally. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think at the minute, like you say, with, with, with Parks, with Waterfall, you've got Manio there as cover. It makes sense. Again, it hasn't worked out for him, you know, for a long time now. And sadly, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but Edon is probably one player you do expect to move on in the summer and potentially even pursue a move there permanently at Farnborough. So again, we wish him all the best and we see what happens moving forward. Now, I've been a big critic of this individual recently and I've got a few pelters in the group chat for it as well because everybody says whenever he makes a mistake, we all know who will be jumping on the back of him. But I think it's fair to say that David Ferguson has had a rough time of late. He's obviously had the captaincy taken off him um, and given a Nicky Featherstone, which we've discussed in previous episodes, so we don't need to go on to that. But I want to really give Fergie a lot of credit. Since that captaincy has been taken off him, I've seen him play with freedom. I've seen him get forward more, make contributions. He's scored, he's assisted, he's been involved. And I'm really happy, you know, to see him doing well. I don't want any player to not do well for the football club. And I just want to reiterate that, that when I was, you know, being highly critical of him, like quite a few well, quite a lot of the fan base, and rightly so, because he just wasn't putting in the performances. It was from a place of frustration, knowing the talent that he does have and what he can contribute to the side. And it's just been such a breath of fresh air to see him back to his best recently. And long may that continue. I mean, Davo, let's just talk a little bit about the back line. I mean, Luke Waterfall and Parks are just so solid, aren't they? And perhaps you can give us your thoughts on the whole uh, Fergie situation. Wow. I mean, yeah, the back four is a, a breath of fresh air now. The two additions of Waterfall and Parks have brought stability, composure, leadership. They are the players 
they are the individuals rather that we've been crying out for all season. I know clean sheets still seem to be an issue, but I think it's fair to say that you you know we have a lot more faith now going into games than we did maybe a month or two ago, and we've certainly given ourselves the defensive platform to to go and win games, you know, and long may that continue. And I think that's had a good knock-on effect. You've mentioned David Ferguson, I think, in the weeks leading up to Phillips' appointment. And certainly since the Phillips' appointment, you know, he has been a breath of fresh air. He's looked more like himself, making them overlapping runs, making the, the crosses in the box. You know, Manny DX, Fergie, things you love to see. I mean, I've, I've made this comment numerous times, I think, but we are now a team that look... We look to have restored our confidence, our belief. There seems to be a winning mentality, a desire. You know, it is a complete makeshift. It's a huge difference to where we once were not that long ago. And something that I've got in my notes here is it's had a knock-on effect on Dixon. I think we've seen a much more confident, much more assured goalkeeper, someone who's making some really key saves. I felt for him at Woking... You know, we are about to touch on the results, um, recent results. But at Woking, he made a fantastic save to keep it out. And then obviously the the follow-up was hammered home. But for me, it's brilliant to see him, you know, obviously last night against Altrincham, he makes, makes a mistake and there's still mistakes in him. But do you think that you've seen an improvement in his performances recently? Definitely. You know, Joel Dixon, again, that word confidence, he does look more confident I'm sure Kevin Phillips has had some form of effect on that. But also as well, in the weeks after the Phillips appointment, we also saw a new goalkeeping coach appointed, which, again, I'm not saying the staff that were there before, this guy was were, were poor, but I think there's little things that you've seen in Joel Dixon that have improved, like he's kicking, for example. You know, I've watched a lot of performances from Joel Dixon before this goalkeeper coach guy came in where balls would constantly be going out of play or one way or the other, where now things seem to have... He seems to kick with a purpose. He kicks with direction and intent. He looks a different guy, admittedly. Now, we will move on to results as of late. Woking, obviously, Davo, you made the journey down there. We drew one all, Joe Gray scoring, and then unfortunately making that mistake. But I kind of want to leave that in the past and... One thing that I do want to say before we do move on to the Borenwood game is I understand that occasionally Gray has the odd mistake in him, but he's a young lad at the end of the day. And for me, the criticism that he got after Woking wasn't... Yes, he should know better than to try and mess around with it at the back, but I just, I just genuinely feel that for me the criticism was a bit too much and he's, you know, he's he's come on, he's scored against Bournemouth again, he's scored against Altrinham and he's won the penalty. He was involved in all three games, all three games, all three goals um, last night and I just want to give him real credit for the performances that we've seen lately and, and for me, he's a player that adds so much and I, I think Kevin Phillips is the gaffer that's going to get the most out of him. So, Davo... We won't touch much on Woking, as I said, but perhaps you can just give us a rundown of uh, Boreham Wood at the weekend and, and how how you've seen that performance. Obviously, I wasn't there, but 
um, you will be able to give us a match report, no doubt, as you do on the weekly for the group chat. A bit like last night, um, frustrating first half. Obviously, Tishimanga scores after, I think, 11, 12, 13 seconds. Arguably one of the quickest goals I think I've seen. Go in the back of the net at Victoria Park. And then, you know, I just thought we huffed, we puffed. And somehow we got a late goal in the first half. A great ball in behind from Callum Cook. And a really good compose finish from the man in question, Joe Gray. And the second half... I thought, again, it was a bit flat. We huffed and puffed. You know, neither team really imposed themselves. And then in the last five minutes, I won't say the last five minutes, I'd say the last 10, 15 minutes, we had a really good spell. We got on top and goal from Manny Desiree came after 84 minutes. A great ball from the left side from Ferguson and the man in the middle, the man who doesn't miss, Manny Desiree, makes it 2-1. And then right at the depth, just to confirm it, just to wrap things off, um, you know, he carries on through it all. Mr. Luke Waterfall, <laughs> yeah, and turned out to be a, a rather convincing three points in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, a long, you know, with your your alignment, you think it's going to be a long day when you concede after 11 seconds. I mean, that's a new one for Pulls, even, even we don't usually concede that quick. But it's all about the response, and and we've gone and got got a fantastic result against a brilliant team. This is one thing that does worry me consistently, and it's been an issue for a long time now. We don't seem to be able to start games on the front foot. We seem to struggle. We seem to take time to grow in. Now, don't get me wrong. Last night, as we'll we'll be touching on in a second, um, you know, with the Altrinum game. Phillips has obviously worked wonders in the dressing room and, and somehow, um, you know, well, he's given them a rocket basically, hasn't he? And um, we've gone on to, to win the game. But it's just brilliant to see so many different people contributing. You talk about Luke Waterfall there, he's been an absolute rock at the back and he's contributing with the goals. You've got Manny D who just never, um, you know, never seems to stop scoring. It, it seems a pretty safe bet um, week in, week out that he'll bag. But it's just brilliant to see things coming together. And obviously last night against Altrincham, the first half, were, I thought we were poor. Um, and then the second half, I mean, it was just completely different, wasn't it? Perhaps you can talk us through that second half. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see that coming at half-time. And I made that comment to quite a few people. Obviously, the change, Dickinson off and Stevenson coming on. And as well, we, we went to the 5-3-2 and somehow it just brought pulls to life. Stevenson, absolutely outstanding, a, a threat all game going forward and defensively throwing himself into challenges, you know, f- phenomenal from him and pretty much from everyone else as well. Crofts, you know, flying into challenges, Manny Day, Joe Gray. I mean, you do forget how young he is, but you just, he seemingly has been around forever. And I think that's the that's that's the thing. It's like he's a seasoned pro, and really he's not. He's a he's a young lad still learning his trade. Two goals from the birthday boy Manny D. One obviously one from open play, one from the spot, and then twenty minutes ago, obviously Fergie pops up and puts one in the back of the net just to make sure that we get the three points. I'm sure that'll do him the world of good. But then, in typical Pills fashion, we give ourselves a little scare. Um, Altrincham scored a goal, I think, it was the 91st minute. 
in fairness to Joel Dixon, I'm not sure if the ball bobbled. You know, the goal mouth in front of the rink end isn't great. So I'm not sure if the pitch had a bit to do with it. But thankfully, um, Pools, you know, we, we handled the rest of the game well. And it was a huge three points, back-to-back, home win, six out of six. Can't complain. I mean, you, again, you highlight there the amount of players that have played an instrumental role in the result. And it, it's brilliant to see everyone pulling in that same direction again. I said it after, I think it was after the Bromley result. You know, it really does seem as if the lads are starting to come together as a group. And we're seeing glimpses of what it was like in August in terms of how united the players were. And, and you know, the just playing for the shirt, playing for the fans, playing for the club, playing for each other. And it's just so refreshing. It really is. It leads us on nicely to our Man of the Match um, award, the HFC Chat Man of the Match. So we have had plenty of comments and I'm just going to read them all. So we've got Isaac Retalia. Crawford looked very solid last night, made some good tackles in the middle of the park. We've got another for Crawford here. Graham said did everything best game this season for him. Adam Pinder, Joe Gray's come on leaps and bounds this season and coming of age, involved in all three goals and mucks in defensively. Special mention to Manny for his brace and Cook was outstanding in the middle. Liam Reid, Joe Gray turned the game on its head in the second half with chasing a, lot, a lost cause for the first and winning the penalty for the second. Honourable mention to Crawford, probably the only one who got stuck in the first half and got stuck in first half, sorry, and great challenge leading up to penalty. Kells said Manny, as much as Joe Gray was different class last night, can't look past two goals and an assist. Uh, Ellis Hall got to be great. Everything going good forward last night um, came through him. Involved in all three goals and ran his socks off. I also think Crawford deserves a lot of credit. Was the only player who looked interested first half and was brilliant like the full team in the second. There's just loads for Joe Gray here and Crofts as well, to be fair. But there's one comment here that I want to ask you about, Darrell, because I've seen it last night as well. Someone replied to me on personal tweet. Someone's put Joe Gray totally changed our fortunes in that second half. He reminded me of Joel Porter. He's showing consistency, which was a criticism I had against him previously. It looks like Kevin Phillips is getting the best out of him, which is great for us and the lad. Dow, perhaps you can just give us a bit more around the um around, you know, the whole comparison to Joel Porter. What what do you think? I think for me he has the potential to be that good, but I'm not sure whether he's at Joel Porter's level right now. I mean, what are your thoughts? It's a huge, huge statement. I mean, I love it. I love the enthusiasm, but I'm I'm going to agree with you. Not just yet. I mean, he's a talent. He's a very special talent. I mean, like I alluded to just minutes ago, he's 20. Mm-hmm. I mean... I think people do genuinely forget because he's been around for that long. It feels like he's been around forever. Someone who works their socks off. I mean, that second goal, I mean, for any other player, it's quite easy to look at that ball and think, do you know what? That's going out. I won't bother. But the fact that he had the perseverance to run to the byline, keep it in play and then pull it back for Manny D. I mean, picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, 
When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's testament to his work ethic, his work rate. And like you've alluded to, you know, under someone like Kevin Phillips, another striker, a well-regarded striker in the world of football, you know, this could do Joe Gray's career the world of good. I mean, for oh. 20 years old, he's, he is phenomenal for 20 years old. So he, composed. Yeah, class act. I mean, for me, I've always known he's had the ability. We've seen it in glimpses for a very long time, but I think it's just that consistency, as has been said there, and... I can really see him thriving as a player under under Phillips, and confidence will bring that. You know, I remember Phillips. I think it was said um, after the after the Woking point that he was in the dressing room nearly crying. You know, having given away that the ball at the end, which cost us the three points, arguably. And I just hope he goes from strength to strength. I really do. I think he has the potential to, without doubt. And uh, long long may it continue. Now, before we welcome on. Mr. Mark Carroll, there is a small matter of discussing a late playoff push. Now, it's very easy for us, and we've got to remember, only a few weeks ago, we were saying that, will we survive? What's going to happen, you know, with the future of the football club? Um, we're awful, we're this, we're that, which was true. It was all true of the at the time, and I think it speaks volumes about the transformation we've seen under Kevin Phillips, and I don't want to go into anything else surrounding that whole thing. Um, but, Davo, do you actually think, being genuinely dead serious, that Pulls have a sniff of the playoffs? Oh, do you know what? This has been on the tip of my tongue since the end of last night's game. The amount of people I've texted in, we couldn't, could we? You know, there's been a bit of banter in our group chat today about HMS... This HMS, that, I mean, look, I think it's on. That is my honest, genuine opinion. I think what will be, will be. I think with our current form, the way things are going, whatever happens, we will give ourselves that chance. But I think it's very important, like you've said, that we keep our feet on our gr on the ground. We take one game at a time and we just see what happens. Like you say, it wasn't that long ago, like a month or two ago, if that where everyone had ripped the season off and it was all about just getting to the summer. So the turnaround, you know, by Kevin Phillips, what he's managed to do is is phenomenal. And that cannot be underestimated. But um, I think that one of the big problems is at the minute is, like you say, the amount of games in hand that all the teams around us have got. I mean, if results go away and we can keep on with the form that we're in, then who knows? But it, time will tell. We've got tough games and you know, the form that we need to be in between now and the end of the season, we can't afford to lose many games at all. And it's a huge ask for Pools. It is. You're not wrong. And for me, I think if we win again on Saturday and results go our way, it's definitely on. It's so tough, in it? Because it, it, as I've said, as I've alluded to, it's very easy to get carried away in these situations. I mean, we've beaten two very strong sides in the last two games, but then you've got the Woking game. I think if we'd held on at Woking and won 1-0, it 
I'd say, yeah, I really do think we can do this. I mean, we've got games against um, teams that are in the playoffs and the opportunity to take points off. You know, we've got Solihull, we've got Barnett coming up, all tough games. But for me, and this has always been something with Pools, we show we have the quality, we show we have the capability. And that's the most frustrating thing about this football club. You know, we look at how we were at the start of the season, the positions that we're in, we all thought we were going to title challenge. Let's be perfectly honest about this. Um, and we knew the quality was there. The quality doesn't just disappear. We've been through an extremely rough patch. We've been through a time where, you know, it's been extremely frustrating as well because we've known that the talent is there. And I just hope that whatever happens, we walk away from this season knowing that Kevin Phillips has come in, he's transformed this side, he's going to have a summer to work at things. We give our best chance, we give it the best chance we we can to finish as high as we can. And as you say, whatever will be, will be. If we do not make the playoffs, then that's just, it is what it is. As long as we have got given it absolutely everything, which now we're under Kevin Phillips, the way the players are playing for each other and the club, etc. I really do think um, they will give everything they can to get in that position. I love seeing the players talk about how they are hungry to get the playoffs. We've got to aim for that. That's got to be the aim. I love that. I love hearing it. But as you say, it's also about being realistic. You know, there's teams with games in hand, not just like one game in hand, it's two or three. But it's in our own hands. We keep winning games, you put the pressure on, and the teams around you, it really shows which teams are, are capable of, of being that calibre to get out of this league. So, yeah, let's hope that it's an exciting end to the season. No one likes a season to just, you know, kind of, what's the word? Um, well, disappear. Fizzle out. Yeah, fizzle out. Yeah, that's the perfect perfect phrase we don't we don't want it to fizzle out we want to be excited but for me as long as we finish in a really credible place we give it absolutely everything anything else is a bonus compared to where we've come from pre-phillips and the situations that we found ourselves in so yeah that's our take on it i'm sure the listeners and uh all of you guys at home will have different views on it but we're now delighted to welcome on a very special friend of the podcast mr mark Carol, one. Well, Mark, you know the first question that's coming your way. Is the playoff push really on? Uh, my heart says yes. And I, I, want, to, I want something to reinforce the end of the season. So the, 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 we've, got a, we've got a chance, of course. Do I, in my head, do I think we'll do it? No. I think we're just going to come short. But that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be a major disappointment or anything after what we've been through this season. But I certainly think we can make it interesting. As I said to a few people last night when, the, when you know they talked about, oh, we're going to play this team, that team next. I'm saying, listen, don't worry about Solihull. Don't worry about Barnett. Let those teams worry about us because they've been there all season. They've got the pressure. We've got no pressure on us at all. And I'm sure Kevin Phillips will be telling the players, listen, we go out there, we've got, we've got a game plan, we're trying to win, but there is no pressure on us because we're the team, we're like one of the teams chasing. So I think we'll go close and I really hope we do sneak in. Spot on, Mark. Louder. How impressed are you with the transformation under Kevin Phillips? Well, it's just nice 
to to see a manager can see what we can see, um, because anybody watching us, uh, last, you know, two, three, four months ago, you know, could see that the defence was an embarrassment. You know, mm. it's a strong word I can use. It was it was embarrassing to watch some of those players. But the problem was just putting sticking plasters on. Mm. You know, you you bring you know, Money and Arise was one of the most experienced players in the battle line, you know. And with a great respect to him, I don't look at look to him as a leader, you know. I don't look to him as somebody who was gonna gonna grab people by the scuff of the neck, you know, when it's needed and dominate. And in and him and David Ferguson you know, Ferguson's that was we had a it's had a, a very poor season, but if you try to if you try to look and, and try to defend him, you would say would he would he have been that bad if the defence he's playing in was changed you know, hasn't been changing every every game, you know, different people in the defence every single game without fail, there's a new face in there. There's no there's no there's no consistency. So Defensively, you know, I've been boring people to tears for three or four years about we need two or three, you know, dominant central defenders who who can just do the basics and and lead, and that's why we got relegated because this time last year we we, we didn't address something that was blindly obvious. Um, that that defence now wouldn't have got was relegated out of the league too. Not nowhere in the world. But those players have got us relegated in that defence. So I'm pleased he's 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 looked at that. He's really looked at you know, there's a lot to change, there's a lot of work to do, but he's really just prioritised a few areas and he's seen, you know, we didn't have enough width in the team, we didn't have enough pace in sort of midfield areas. Um because we've got a man up front who's, you know, who's one of the best in this division. Um but what was behind him you know, made his goals a lot of the times. But it didn't they didn't count as much as they should have done. So I'm pleased he's he's addressed, he's addressed as much as he can for the time being. Um, but I think we all know there's there's plenty of work to do. But it's but it's been positive, and the team is more enjoyable to watch now. And I think that you know for for us. That's that's a big step, big step in their store in the right direction. That we, especially at home, you see the team who were is the more the the there's a lot more confidence there and a lot more structured. So it's 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 a good it's a good positive step. No, without doubt, Mark. And you kind of preempted the next question, but perhaps you can talk to us about that back line. I mean, we've already touched on it this episode. You've slightly touched yeah. on it there. But Fergie, for starters, seemed a completely different player since the captaincy's been taken off him. And then you've got Waterfall and Parks, who are just going from strength to strength. And let's be perfectly honest, probably two of the most solid centre-hours we've had in a very long time. Well, they are. I mean, you know, you'd have to go back... Well, certainly more than two or three years. You probably have to go back to a promotion out of the National League last time mm-hmm. for 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 uh, you know a good defence. I mean, under Dave Challen there, we had likes of Ben there, didn't we? And Augustina, Gary um, Neville, 
Guy Little, but once those players, you know, one after another filtered away, um, the replacements, which you can call them that, were were nowhere nowhere near the same standard. They weren't even the same. They weren't even from the same shop. You know, mm. you, there was nowhere near anything like that. So these two players that we've been crying out for for a long time, you got a thirty-two-year-old, a thirty-three-year-old who have won promotions. We've played hundreds of games between them, and you saw, you, you know, you, you just, just watch. I've just watched some of the away games I haven't been to recently, so I've I've, been, I've watched the, the actual games on the TV, and you can see those two players, for example, constantly talking to mm-hmm. to each other, mm-hmm. to players in front of them, they're pulling people around, they communicate all the way through the game, and they don't shake. They don't back off from from people going up to them, you know, and tackling them and challenging them and being physical. Those are the, the mould of player that you that you really need at this level, at League Two level. So they've made a massive difference. You know, I think Hendry and Hendry and Ferguson have been have improved, but mm. they've improved because I believe, like Sir David Ferguson had no confidence in actually going forward with the ball because he would go forward and we wanted him to cross the ball in. But when he went forward, he was probably thinking about his mind, if I lose it here or, or there's a counter-attack on, what's behind me? I have I have no confidence in. Mm. I've got good enough players behind me or around me to to deal with what's going to happen. So I think it just runs through the whole team and... People always say you build from the back, um, and we certainly needed to sort that out because the goals again this way. I mean, for the majority of this season, you could just make a a video collection of the worst goals mm-hmm. you like you like you to see yeah. and show a team and say this is how you don't defend. These are goals that you that you should never be able to concede. So them them two players have made a massive difference and. I'd seen Waterfall a lot in the National League, National League games on the TV. Um, and you, you, he's one of those you watch and you think, I'd love to have him on my team. Mm. You know, and he's not, he's not even a, one of those players that's, that's a nasty player that, you know, winds the crowd up. You just look at him and think, that, that's a proper defender. He's it's a just proper defender. Calmness personified, isn't it? Yeah, it was a you know, he's 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 hundreds of games on his belt, promotions in his belt. He, you know, he he knows what he's doing. You know, we we've we've gone from we've gone from getting players from Sunderland and young lads from elsewhere and throwing them into the battle of of national league to getting to somebody who's been there, done that, and doesn't you know doesn't sort of panic, doesn't get flustered. Can can play and can organise plays around him, him and him and Parks. So it's 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 night and day between what we've had and those two signs have been have been massive. And to get them to get especially waterfall on a permanent, yeah, um, was uh, was excellent because you always think you know you're great to have him, but if he was on loan, you think oh no, but we've got that man and. They're the sort of players you can you build from, you build a back from. Um, so they're massively impressing me. I know we're still conceding goals, but when I look at the goals we're conceding, by and large, 
they're not because of like no, they're not because they're not they're, they're not on the same level of the goals we've conceded previously. Yeah, they're not as self-inflicted, are they? They're more like no, you know you look not. at you look at a lot of the goals and you're like, yeah, fair play, he's taking that well. Yeah, you know, there's been a you know, I mean, the walking goal was a was a was an individual mistake. Mm. It happens. Um, like the Bromley goal. I watched when they scored, they got got in down the side. But other than that, the, the defence was 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 pretty solid in those games. Mm. So, you know, we've we conceded in the first minute on Saturday and we never made contact with the ball, but after that, you know, I thought we again we looked solid. So there's it, it's it's there's a there's a lot more to be positive about and there's a lot there's a lot more to give you belief that that defensive unit um can can really can can really compete. This coming Saturday, Mark pulls head down to Solihull. Firstly, are you going? And secondly, if so, how are you feeling heading into it? Yeah, I'm good. I missed the last three away games, so I'm looking forward to actually actually going and being there and hoping not the jinx. Because <laughs> um, we won two and drawn one, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going. Not, I'm not necessarily looking forward to going to Solihull. Um, <laughs> so we won the last season in the FA Cup. Um, you know, there's, it is what it is. It's just one of those grounds in the, in the league. But I'm looking forward to going, and I think that um, if we come away from that game at least with a point, I, I would be quite content with that after taking. You know, six from the two previous home games because Solihull are no mugs. No, but like I said at the very start of the game, very start of what I was talking to you, they they are a good team. All three of them are a good team, but none of these teams are, are teams to fear. No, you know, I'm sure Kevin Phillips would say we don't fear any of these teams. You know, we you prepare for them, you respect them, you realise what they can, what the what they're able to do. But you saw yesterday. When you give people too much respect, what happens? Mm-hmm. And when we came the second half and we didn't give them any respect and we got in the faces, you saw two completely different teams. You mm-hmm. saw a completely different Hartlepool and you saw an Altrincham that for 15, 20 minutes didn't know what hit them and mm-hmm. couldn't cope with it. So, you know, I think if we go away there with at least a point, I'd love just to win, then I'd be satisfied going into the home game against Barnet. So... It's just nice to feel. It's a strange feeling this season to actually feel positive and looking like an unbeaten run. You know, we we you couldn't we couldn't string two wins together uh, for the majority of the season. So to be where we are at the minute, um, it's a nice feeling. Long may it continue. Well, we've said that both earlier on in this episode and away from the podcast. To be in a position you compare it to a month ago or even two months ago you know, where we were really just fearful even about the future in the National League to now looking up the table and can we even potentially make a late dash for the playoffs? I mean, it's absolutely incredible how it's turned around and fingers crossed, you know, that we can continue this and it's not just something that we're on a high until the end of the season and then it peters out once again. But I know you've you've said you'd be happy with a point there, but there's only one way to end this section, and you know full well what I'm about to ask you, and that's with an exact prediction. We're going to have to push you, Mark. I'm sorry. Right. Well, I'd be happy with the point, but I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to keep the optimistic flow going. I'm going to say we're going to win two one. Well, we will snap your hands off for that one, and we look forward to 
We both look forward to seeing you amongst the following contingent on Saturday. So safe journey down to Solihull, Mark, and thank you once again for joining the podcast. Okay, take care, take care, guys. See you later on. But it's always great to hear the thoughts of the one and only Mark Carroll. And we are going to finish in exactly the same vein as we have done with Mark with the predictions, of course. Davo, I'm going to ask you first. You've been Mr. Positive for a very long time now. And finally, we're in positive times. So no doubt you will continue in that vein. So please, can I have your prediction ahead of Saturday's fixture with Solly Moors? Well... There's only one way this is going, and that is for an away win. I am going for Sully Holmo's one, Hartlepool United three. The winning run will continue. Wow, three. I'll, I'll take it. Why Why not keep going how we're going? But I'm going to be a little bit more conservative. However, I'm going to be positive. So there'll be no slating from you or the boys um, for a change. I'm going to go with a nice 1-0 away win. I think it'll be really tough. It will be. There's no, We're under no illusion in that regard. But I don't see why we can't keep it going. I don't see why we can't get, get another three points. And I really do believe that if we if we can go there and get a result, then the playoff charge really is on. And that concludes another episode of HUFC Chat. We do hope you've enjoyed it. We know it's been probably much more positive listening. You probably felt a lot more elated coming away from listening um, compared to the last episode that we put out and previous episodes um, before that. But, you know, there's one theme that we like to continue all the way through this, whether we're going through good times or bad times, and that is, of course, keep the faith back the boys, keep backing them. They, they, we can see that they're fighting for us, which is, is really nice and really, really good to see. Um, very encouraging. And of course, just never say die. We will see you in the next episode, hopefully following another set of good results. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.